Our Untangled Minds is for informational purposes only, and it does not constitute professional, medical, or psychological advice, diagnoses, and or treatment. Please make sure that if you do have questions or concerns that are medical or psychological in nature, that you seek out your physician or qualified mental health provider for future help. Furthermore, the information, viewpoints, or opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of individuals that are involved. They do not represent absolute fact and are subject to change at any point in time. CUSM does not accept responsibility for these views. Lastly, the names and details of any medical stories shared in this episode have been edited for privacy. Welcome to this episode of our Untangled Minds podcast. My name is Paul. I'm a first year medical student here at CUSM, and I'm thrilled to introduce my partner in crime and co-host, my fiance, Mishka Karuncho. Thank you, Paul. Together, we're going to be diving deep into the uncharted territory of medical relationships, um, shedding light on the unsung heroes who stand alongside our future physicians, their partners. Today, we have the privilege of sitting down with two extraordinary couples who have witnessed firsthand the sacrifices, triumphs, and challenges that come along with loving someone on the medical journey. So joining us today are Clarissa Lee and Patrick Lee, as well as Donna Bain and Justin Bain. So Clarissa and Patrick, do you mind introducing yourselves? Of course, um, I can go first. My name is, or legally, my name is still Clarissa Marie Blumhoff, <laughs> but you can call me Clarissa Lee, that's fine. Um, and I am a first year medical student like Paul, um, and I currently live in the Inland Empire with my husband, Patrick. Yep, and I'm Patrick Lee. I'm a sales manager for an aerospace company, uh, living with my wonderful wife, Clarissa <laughs> Blumhoff. Hyphen Lee. <laughs> Donna. So I am an RN slash medical student and I live with my wonderful husband. We just moved to LA County. <laughs> Hello, I'm Justin Bain, uh, a medical student just like Donna. I'm a fourth year medical student, going to be graduating actually in just a couple of days. But thanks for having us, Paul and Mishka. Congrats, Justin. Thank Congrats, you. Congrats. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and get to the content of this podcast. So We'll start off at starting med school. So starting med school is an exciting time, but it's also kind of a time where a lot of changes are taking place. So talk to us about how you prepared for the start of med school together and some adjustments you had to make at that start. Um, yeah, so I can start. Um, so before med school started, Pat and I, or I honestly didn't really know what I was getting myself into and just how time consuming it would be. And like when I would have time to make for him. Um, so we actually pulled together a lot of our savings and a lot of our credit card points, which looking back, maybe was not the best financial decision, um, but we enjoyed it nonetheless. And we took like a really awesome vacation, just the two of us to Bora Bora. Um, it was like our dream vacation. And we actually got married right before covid happened so we never really got to go on a honeymoon and so we kind of considered that our like little mini honeymoon and our like one last time to have fun before I was literally never going to talk to him um, as a <laughs> medical student again um, so I think that was I really appreciated all those memories um, and just having that time for the two of us um, before you know I started this journey before we started this journey yeah, I guess just to add to that, um, Clarissa applied to numerous schools across the country. So just being prepared to move to wherever she ends up going. Fortunately, thank God for her, we were able to stay in California. So I didn't have to change jobs. I didn't have to make new friends. Uh, I ended up changing jobs anyway, but um, that's besides the point. You know, just being on my toes, uh, she kept me on my toes, and uh, we were able to just prepare for that. Bought a house um, and just moving uh, from Irvine to Rancho Cucamonga uh, was a big change for us, but uh, it was a good time. Yeah, that was kind of like me and Mishka at that time. Like, we weren't sure where I was going to end up, so it was kind of just preparing for anything and everything that could happen. But luckily, you know, we stayed home, and yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, I can definitely relate to the uncertainty of where you'll end up location-wise, uh, because we all know it, it get when you apply to med school, you pretty much have to apply to every med school in the country nowadays. 
Um, so I'd say for us, that was kind of the biggest change for us. We had to move a little bit. Um, we were in the San Diego area previously, and then we had to move oh, about an hour, hour and a half up here. Uh, and Donna at the time was working as a nurse in San Diego. So we had to figure out how to, to balance that. Um, what we decided was definitely unconventional and very difficult, I would say, for Donna. She held her job in San Diego and lived with me up in Redlands. So she just had to drive a crazy amount every morning and every evening to get to work. Um, but that's what we did for the first two years. And as cheesy as it sounds, it, it was worth it. Like, um, we were still dating at that point, and I think that's when we kind of um, talked about, like, our relationship moving forward, and um, shortly after, um, I think it was during your first year of medical school, um, Justin proposed, and then fortunately we had to have, a like, a wedding right in the middle of COVID, so we had to do it, like, literally live stream in the middle of our <laughs> apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it all worked out. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Such a sweet story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like, for the partners at least, it's a lot of being ready to adjust to the medical student's schedule. Um, so... For the medical student, though, I feel like there's a lot more structure. They kind of know what's going on. Regardless of where they're going, they know what they're getting into. Um, how did your personal schedules change, you know, with your partner now becoming a full-time student, not seeing them as much? Um, what changes were you seeing on your ends? Um, uh, yeah, I can take that one. So I think, obviously, the workload was a big shocker uh, for us. I mean, we were out of school. Um, four, four or five years. Um, three years. Was buddy. it three? <laughs> three. Sorry, I'm aging myself. But um, three years. So you know, after work, uh, Clarissa and I would have no other obligations or responsibilities, and it was so nice to not have to worry about homework or studying. So when we were able to see each other, we were able to do whatever we wanted, whether it was go out for dinner, whether it was watch a movie. Um, so that was a big adjustment that I definitely had to have. I think. Um, I'll give credit to Clarissa here. She she makes a good amount of uh, effort um, to to make time for me and, and for our relationship. So I really appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I can say um, when I started med school four years ago, I actually don't quite remember. <laughs> it was all a blur. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know if you guys caught it, but Donna is also a med student and she's now first year med student and I'm a fourth year so she just started her first year about a year ago and uh, I think in our case um, since I went through it a few years ago and Donna was with me at that time she knew what to expect she saw me go through it I knew what to what she could expect so for us it wasn't really a shock when it was Donna's mm -hmm. turn to do it. it kind of helped out that I I went through it myself a few years before yeah you know like exactly what to expect then yeah that's yeah. convenient and with knowing what to expect, um, I think that's when we were kind of a little bit better with planning our time together, because um, there's going to be a lot of times where we can't do things together, so we do the little things, like if we're home, we eat our meals together, we cook together, we watch TV together, so the little things kind of add up, even if you're like not spending a lot of time together, and then... We also like to plan ahead, so we would always look at our schedules ahead of time, and if there's a weekend or a day where our schedule lines up, where we are not doing anything, we typically like plan a hike or do a short little drive or road trip somewhere fun. So, Were there any specific struggles at the start of med school that you're able to or willing to share? And if so, what were some adjustments that you made? This is also just to kind of give our listeners who might be with a partner and preparing for med school kind of an idea of what they're going to get into, but how we're, how can they adjust to it? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I touched on this a little earlier, but the time uh, together was definitely tough for me. Uh, my love language is quality time. So um, that, that really hurt me, I guess, um, in the sense that, you know, I didn't see her as much. Um, you know, when, when we're home, I think the, the room that she spends most of her time in is the study room. Um, and I don't see her as much, uh, on Saturday, she volunteers almost every Saturday, um, at a, you know, a free health clinic. So, 
you know, some some days I'll be asking her, you know, you you volunteered last week. Why why you got to volunteer this week? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, but I totally get it that she <laughs> she has to do what she has to do, right? I mean, she's she's in medical school, um, but you know, just you know, trying to be more independent, going grocery shopping by myself, um, cooking, um, you know, moving away from where all my friends are, um, kind of isolated. Uh, so that's a bit tough. These are all just complete. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bounce okay, back. Okay. So these are just like all things that I was like, oh my God, like medical school is tough, like for me too. <laughs> but, um, you know, Clarissa, like I said earlier, she, she, puts a lot of uh, effort into making sure that, you know, we still have time together, whether it's, you know, splitting up the chores that she, so that she cooks and then I'll clean up after so that she can study or, you know, watching TV while we eat dinner, you know, just making some time, uh, trying to do something fun, at least one thing uh, every week. I think one thing that's also helped with that, because me and Mishka kind of went through the same thing too, was kind of um, inserting my partner in the community I was in, for example, you know, Mishka's here doing this podcast with us and um, same with you, you guys. Um, so that's been kind of something awesome that we've been able to do, just kind of inserting Mishka into the community, her meeting friends. And yeah, that's been a fun part of the adjustment. Yeah, I, th- I think Pat is definitely thankful to have Paul and Mishka. Because <laughs> um, uh, Pat and Mishka definitely... Um, can like bond over the fact that their partners are in medicine and then Paul and I can also bond over the fact that our partners are making money and we're spending <laughs> money on we tuition. Love that. We love that. Um, but yeah, so very thankful for you too. It's funny that Clarissa, you mentioned that because every day um, when Justin was a first year medical student, every time I would go to work, he would literally point at me and say, money earned and point at himself and say money spent. <laughs> that was like his way of saying have fun at work. <laughs> it's so funny that you bring that up because that was like what I was planning on sharing as my specific struggle um, like starting medical school and having like a partner or a spouse who is not in medicine. Um, just because I, I have always had a job since I was 16 and I was able to work. Um, I've never really had to, you know, depend on anyone else to provide for me besides my parents. If you guys are listening to this, I'm very appreciative of all that you do for me. But in general, um, I've been able to, um, like, make my own money and pay for things on my own. And so when I started med school and I wasn't working anymore, and now I would have to ask, like, Pat can I buy this ice cream? He's like, you're not a child. If you want the ice cream, like, feel free to get it. Like, it's our money. Um, Like, we're married. And so, like, if you need something, just get it. Um, So that was definitely an an adjustment for me. Um, Pat is amazing, and he, like, reassured me that it's totally fine. But just, like, my own little internal struggle was just not making money and now suddenly having to, you know, depend on someone else to be my provider. Um, And if you know me, I love you know, claiming independent woman. Um, and it was kind of hard to, to like let that piece of myself go and to just like really lean into my husband and um, him being able to provide for, for a roof over my head and food in my stomach. So it's really easy to get lost in the daily struggle. I feel like when school starts and you overcome these adjustments, things kind of get routine, you know, like you fall into routine of doing the same thing every day it kind of feels like you've maybe lost a spark in the relationship so what are some ways that you feel you keep your relationship alive or keep things exciting um, make time for each other and any tips that you might want to share for people that are listening that might be entering med school and kind of scared about your relationship not being a big priority anymore yeah i can share that uh I found it's very easy to, as a med student, to fall into the trap of just studying every day. Mm-hmm. And if you take any time out of study, you feel guilty that you're not studying. Um, so that's something that I kind of struggled with myself, and I think a lot of students struggle with. But um, just recognizing that that can be an issue is important. And I think one thing that we have found, Donna and I, that helps a lot is to make a point to intentionally take a day off every once in a while even if we have to plan it well in advance like maybe even a month out we're going to take this day off and not do any med school no studying just go do something fun 
Um, there's a lot of fun stuff to do in the area here, a lot of little day trips. And uh, taking that time away from study makes all the difference when it comes to the, your relationship and then your own personal mental health as well. Yeah, that's something me and Paul like to do. I think planning this a single day, that's really fun for both of us. Even if it is a month out, a mm -hmm. lot of times it is because both of us are like working full time some things um, and need to like make that schedule that in for ourselves. So for us, sometimes it's like, oh, we scheduled a reservation for Disneyland in a month. So like that's something for us to work towards. It also helps him to front load if necessary, like all the studying so that we could be unplugged the entire day and just be there with each other, like just present. So yeah, and it's yeah, something we can relate to look to forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's it's not all just hard work. There's yeah. some fun around the corner, even if it's a few weeks away. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I'm actually really thankful for for Justin because I am not very good at planning these things. So it's nice <laughs> having something to look forward to, kind of already planned out for me. So that that's really nice. <laughs> Yeah, for me, for me, uh, you know, similar thing. It was a struggle, um, just because you know you get stuck in the routine, coming home after work, and you know you're dreading work. Kind of want to escape, um, you know that. <laughs> I, I got it's kind of exaggeration, but you know, set the sadness from work, right? Um, but then you get home, and then Clarissa's just you know in the in the study room um, because she needs to study for finals and whatnot. Um, so we do just like you know Paul and Mishka. Um, plan things um, in the future and make sure we book that into our calendar so that we have things to look forward to, whether it's something small like, you know, going out for dinner or uh, watching a movie, going to, on a trip to the weekend, weekend trip to Vegas, um, anything. Um, one thing that we do uh, build into our routine, I guess, is uh, we always, I always treat Clarissa out after finals week uh, as a reward. Um, Probably should wait until we get the results back before I should treat her out, but I always just assume she's going to pass. So um, our thing is we always get a massage after um, to reward her hard work and then a nice dinner out. Mishka, please take note of that. Massage <laughs> and dinner after exams. Okay. So moving on to our next question. So me and Mishka, I think one place we were kind of, we kind of met in the middle was finding things that we had to do throughout the day. and finding a way to do that together. For example, that used to be us going to the gym or us eating dinner or us watching the Laker game together, Lakers in five. Um, but other than that, I wanted to ask you guys, were there specific daily tasks that you guys did together to try to like find those gaps of time that you could fit in some holiday time together? Well, for us, I think it's pretty easy because um, we converted one of our um, bedrooms to a study room. So, and we bought like this ginormous butcher table and converted it into a dual desk monitor thing. So that's what we, we need to do. <laughs> we study, same, same. we study together, even though we're studying different things. It's um, still kind of technically, I guess, spending time together. As nerdy as that sounds. <laughs> I oh, really love cute. that. Yeah, I really love that. You guys hold hands across the desk or something. Not quite. <laughs> but we share snacks in between. I love that. Snack bowl in the middle. Yes. I like that. Yeah, so uh, Pat and I meal prep together um, all of our lunches for the week. So that's kind of like our Sunday activity is just getting getting all of our food ready, um, which has also really helped a lot in saving money since I am not working anymore. Um, but yeah, so that's always fun to just cook together and try new recipes and experiment. Um, for some reason, he always ends up doing the dishes. I don't know how that happens, but that's his job. Um, and then we also, I feel like we also have like a lot of mutual friends and so it helps that, like, when we want to go hang out with our friends, we have the same friends. So it, we're also able to hang out with each other, which I think is really nice. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess this question is for Donna and Justin specifically. Um, so, you know, Paul and Corsa are both M1s. It might help for them to know what was your most difficult year of med school and from the perspective of a partner, how did you adjust to that? 
from oh I'm sorry oh no you can go ahead. <laughs> either either experience <laughs> so from the perspective of the partner um I would have to say that third year was um the most difficult um just because seeing um Justin kind of go through the start of rotations and um sometimes his schedules are kind of crazy like for the surgery schedule like he would literally be at the hospital at five at 5 a.m. doing pre-rounds and then you're around with somebody else and you're around with another group of people. There's like five rounds before you start the day. So um, I think just, and seeing him kind of um, go through that schedule because it's sometimes it could be long days and I think that was, correct me if I'm wrong, that was your first time actually being in like a hospital environment. So it was a little bit stressful for him and, and for me, it's like... <laughs> It's it's sad because I always get to like um, look on my side of the bed and Justin's not there, so that was something new and something difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely agree. Uh, third year is probably the hardest year of med school. Uh, it's especially the the longest hours in the hospital. Um, so uh, that's that's definitely a year where the support from the partner is really key on that one. I think Pat's a little scared now. <laughs> I think Mishka's scared too. <laughs> Just keep the massages going, Pat. <laughs> massages. We'll bump that up to two times. <laughs> okay, so going on to our next question. Um, this one's directed at Pat and Clarissa. So are there any big pros or cons that you can mention uh, in having a significant other that's not in medicine? Um. This is like such a silly pro, but my in-laws, they have always wanted a physician in the family, <laughs> and I, it feels so good to be able to give that to them, <laughs> to be able to be a Dr. Lee for their family. Not legally, I'm still, still my last name's still Bloomhaw. We get it. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I think that is just, that was really exciting because, um, I, I really love his parents, and I like I love when they love me, and just like being in medicine, it makes it makes me feel so good whenever they like message me and are like, oh, like what's this? Like what should I do for this? I'm like I have been in school for nine months, but I'm glad that you are thinking of me. I guess um, I'll go with a con here, um, <laughs> <laughs> and Mishka, you can attest to this, but. You know, sometimes we go hang out with Paul, Paul and uh, Clarissa's friends at, like, their uh, Filipino orgs uh, dinners. Um, and they'll be talking about school or what they learned. And me and Michelle will just be looking at each other. Roll our eyes. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just the lack of understanding of what's going on. And, I mean, we had some of Clarissa's friends over one night and they thought, 99 was the funniest thing, funniest number in the world, and I still don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> should, I, should I explain the joke? Or tactile Fremitus? Yeah, for Tactile Fremitus. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, nothing too huge, just, uh, you know, the lack of understanding, but, you know, at these gatherings, um, they always make it a point to be inclusive and kind of get us up to speed with what's going on. Um, I guess... Another con would just be... Where's the pros? No pros. Oh, pros. No pros. I'll let you do the pros. But another con would be... He got a lot of cons in his bag. I mean, obviously the pro would be, you know, when she graduates, she's going to be making that bag. That's why you're here. But um, anyway, what I was going to say was just there's just so many moving pieces in medical school. You know, first, you know, not knowing which medical she's going to go into. And then later on, she has rotations, not knowing where we're going to be in for rotations and then residency. So there's a lot of moving pieces and we I don't know where I'm going to be ending up. And obviously, I have my own career as well. So I, I don't want to you know, put my career on hold either. Um, so whether it has to be long distance or trying to figure out where we're going to end up prior to uh, when that happens, that's going to be a big piece. I mean, for instance... Um, I'm going to be doing my, doing my MBA at Marshall um, this summer, um, so I'm going to be sucking up that one hour drive uh, to so that we can stay where we're at right now. But it's okay. Um, like I said, it's an investment so that we can uh, have Clarissa be a doctor and get that bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so same question to 
um, Donna and Justin, are there any pros or cons that you would like to mention about having a significant other, but this time a SO that's in medicine? Um, I think for me, a big pro is um, just kind of having a partner that kind of understands the crazy schedule that we're going to be thrown into and just having gone through that themselves, then it's like, you know, like it won't make you as guilty or them as guilty when you're not around for some holidays because there are going to be holidays where you're going to be working in the hospital and not able to spend time with family. Yeah, like that's a good example of uh, this year. This past Christmas, I unfortunately had to work at the hospital for my rotation on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I was pretty bummed about that, Um, but Donna, being the trooper she is, didn't complain about it. She was like, I understand. More than uh, what's the couch type <laughs> I would have complained. <laughs> I, I think the listeners can cannot see that. <laughs> yeah, that's a. It's just one of one of the unfortunate things. Of course, stuff like that will happen during residency as well. It, it's not. It, it doesn't really end. And then even as an attending physician, you know, doctors work on holidays as well. Um, so it's just kind of about setting expectations. And then when something comes up like that, work around it. And what we did is we just found a day that was close to Christmas where we celebrated Christmas. I think it was the day after Christmas. Yeah. So it worked out. It was fine. And along with that, I think, comes the con. And that's when <laughs> you're both so busy, none of your schedules lined up. So that's kind of a con. But again, um, like Justin said, setting expectations, but don't make it like, like kind of difficult to attain just something that you could kind of be flexible with and just work around and communication is key <laughs> yeah setting expectations super super important but i think on either side whether your partner's in medicine or if your partner's not in medicine um paul has a tiktok account and he made in a, a tiktok once about having me as a partner that's not in medicine and someone commented like well, props to her because having a partner in medicine is not for the weak. And I think we can all like really, really understand that. Even like just being in a relationship while being a med student, I feel like it adds so much more, I don't know, pressure and just more weight on your shoulders, I guess. Not that it's a burden, but it does take up a lot more time and energy for you. Um, but I think for me, if I'm allowed to say a pro or con, I think a pro that I like why I like having you in medicine is because we can have conversations like we're, because I feel like the med student is very like your mental state is just in medicine all the time, but I'm able to kind of bring him out of that and see kind of offer a different perspective on the perspective that he's portraying. Or like we talk about um, a lot of like social and cultural implications of the things that he's studying and how they can have real effects on, you know, like real society something because I feel like in the medical student sense you're very like scientifically driven data driven I know there's a lot of classes that try to bring you out of that but it's kind of hard to when you're studying that all day I feel like we can have conversations where I kind of like ground him and show him ways that he can use that knowledge make real impacts on the world um yeah no that's definitely a big pro I was actually going to mention was um me and Mishka we talk a lot about medical ethics and uh, like Mishka was saying you think a lot about the science of these like diseases and stuff, but it's it's easy to forget that um, you know these are real patients that you're going to be dealing with, right? So that's why we talk about medical ethics because I say like, oh, okay, what's your perspective? Like, if a doctor does this or um, gives you this medication, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really nice to have that perspective that's not in medicine to kind of ground you and remember that you're dealing with patients at the end of the day. Yeah, and sometimes you're even able to bring those conversations back into classroom. Um, I know the other day you like started a conversation about, I don't know what it was about, but you know you got a lot of positive feedback because they were topics that aren't normally brought up in the classroom but should be discussed more. Um, so yeah, I think that's a fun part about being a partner not in medicine. Um, still being able to have an impact on the medicine world, I guess. Could I add one more pro? <laughs> if there's time for that? 
if Pat doesn't add a con, I think yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I love having a partner that I can practice all of my clinical exams on <laughs> the night before each OSCE. Um, I love just practicing, you know, the bronchophony, the 99 and whatnot. 99. <laughs> um, so that's that's a lot of fun. And I, I really enjoy, like, teaching him the things that I'm learning. Um, yeah, it's I really enjoy that. And it's, like, it's exciting to like come home and tell him oh my gosh I learned about like this disease today and I like ramble on about it and he just like listens to me and is like okay yeah sounds cool um but yeah I I just love that I just love having I just love having him I love him (laughs) yeah that's interesting to to see what they learn in school um I remember we were doing uh you were studying anatomy and we were doing some Anki cards well, uh, I just like to grind her gears and make, make her feel like I know everything. And I tell her that, oh, I could be in med school. This is so easy. I'm going to take the MCAT. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll get a couple questions right here and there. Yeah, here and there. <laughs> Same with Mishka. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, while you guys were in med school or entering med school, did you have any plans for like big life moments? Things like raising a family, starting a family? buying a house, getting married, etc. And how did that fit into what your plan was? So I think I mentioned a little earlier, we did purchase a house just because the, the rent market right now is just insane. So we thought it was the most logical uh, thing to do to purchase a house. Uh, the next thing on our list, we we're already married. Sorry, just, sorry not to interrupt you. Um, <laughs> Thanks sorry. for interrupting. Sorry. Um, so Pat and I got married uh a little bit after we graduated, we, we eloped. We said we woke up one day and we we're like, let's get married. And a month and a half later, we were married. Um, and at that time, we had wanted to buy a house um, because we were living in Irvine and Irvine rent is just insane. Um, but we didn't end up buying a house because we didn't know we were where we were going to end up for med school. Right. And so we postponed um, buying a house for almost two years just because we, we weren't sure where we were going to end up. So I just wanted to throw that in there. No, that's true. I mean, um, just like you said, we had to change our perspective on things. So that was one thing that we had to change. And then right now, uh, our next step was to start our family. Uh, Clarissa and I both want kids. It's just a question of when. Uh, Clarissa wants to have kids now, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> she has baby fever, so don't don't talk about babies and bring up babies in front of her. But um you know, it just, it's just so hard to plan because there's no good time in medical school to start uh, having kids. Um, whether it's after school, but then you're in residency. Do we wait until residency? Is that too old? Uh, I don't know. Um, so what have we decided? Because I still don't know. <laughs> I think we're going to wait until third... Choose right now. <laughs> no, I think right now I'm very much in my uh, wait to have kids era. Um, it changes I, day to day. Yeah, it changes day to day. <laughs> if I see someone with a pregnancy announcement, then I'm also like, wow, I really wish that we were having a baby. But then when we go and do fun things like go to Vegas or go to Coachella, I'm like, if I had a baby, I couldn't do this right now. <laughs> um, so. I think right now our plan is probably sometime in residency or a little bit after that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. We talk about this often and honestly, our answer always changes. And whenever I ask like other female physicians, like when is the right time? They always say like, no time is the right time. Like when it happens, it happens and you will like make the best out of the situation and like make it work because that's what you want. So, yeah. I think it also makes it a little more tough that um, my partner is the one who's the mother, (laughs) if that makes any sense. I feel like if it was the father in medicine, um, it might be a little easier. I would want my baby to have more time with uh, its mom. Um, So that that makes it a little more tough. You know, Clarissa says that she does not mind having someone take care of her kid, but I'd love to have the mother take care of my kid. So um, that's definitely another point to to make yeah i agree i agree with everything like the the real important point i think when donna and i talk about it is you're right there's no perfect time to have a kid uh, when you're on this path the med school is tough residency would be tough even as an attending that that would be tough depending on like your situation 
So at, at a certain point, you just have to accept, you know what, this is going to be difficult, but we want to have a kid. Let's just do it. Um, we're not so, doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're also just kind of waiting to see um, and think about it some more. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to having a family would be tough at any point in this path. Um, so that's just part of part of doing it. I think we, we have a plan, but the plan is designed so that it is flexible and it changes depending on what life throws at us. Um, but um, one thing's for sure, we, we do want to have a family. We do want to settle down and, and buy a house, but it's just the time is <laughs> it's just kind of up in the air. Oh, so when you're talking about like being flexible for what life is going to throw at you, um, since you both are in medical school, what are the big obstacles that you that come to mind that you know are going to come up and are going to affect your life path and plans? Well, a big one was uh, for when I was applying to residency this past mm-hmm. year uh, with Donna being a current med student. The way we did it is essentially kind of like a couples match, uh, which is what <laughs> When two fourth-year med students apply to residency at the same time, they couples match and try to get into the same like hospital system or same city. Uh, so we were essentially doing the same thing with Donna being a med student here. I didn't want to move very far away, um, obviously. Um, so uh, that how does that affect the maybe the strategy of applying to residency? Well, being realistic, I still had to apply to far away residencies. Like you can't just apply to two residencies and expect <laughs> to get into a, one of those two. So. Um, basically we just worked really hard and to shape my application the best we could to where we wanted to be at. Um, thankfully it worked out. So I, I did match to a place in the area. Um, congrats. Congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> uh, but there was no guarantee. It could have been far away. And I, I think we, well, I know we took the same approach too for when I have to apply for medical school. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's been kind of our ongoing theme. So far, it has worked. So, hopefully, it continues working. <laughs> oh, I matched to the psychiatry program at the UCLA VA Psych Residency. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Okay, so that kind of goes into our next topic. So, after med school, everyone knows his residency. Sorry about that, partners. It doesn't end yet. But... Can you, um, this question is more phrased towards Justin. Can you tell us about the whole process from um, your perspective, but specifically regarding your relationship? You already kind of touched on it, how you kind of had to, you wanted to match in the area. And um, specifically, like, I think you already mentioned you targeted certain residencies just specifically because it was in the area. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, when we were thinking of kind of what, what's important to us, in terms of residency, number one was location above everything else. Uh, of course, the program being a good match is important, but number one is absolutely location. So I was very methodical about it. I made a, a spreadsheet of every single psych residency within a certain radius, and I calculated this and that drive times and this and what's gonna, <laughs> what combination would work perfect. He would literally and, wake up at like 5 a.m., check traffic, <laughs> and then do it at 8 a.m. and then until like rush hour. Like, he's got a very detailed Dang, spreadsheet on it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, fortunately, we live in an area like Southern California with a lot of residency programs. So, it's one of the best places in the country to have this problem, I think. Um, so, it turned out there were about a dozen psych residencies that I, I, I was kind of shooting for in the area that we wouldn't have in like any sort of long distance relationship situation. Um, so, uh, like I said previously, just those were the, the residencies on our radar. That's what we were going for. And um, thankfully, it worked out, like I said. Um, but we did have to be prepared for it not to work out. And I could have ended up on the other side of the country. And being uh, realistic, we had to actually talk about what would that look like and how would we handle that. And that would be extraordinarily difficult. But it is a rea- reality that Uh, couples in medical school might have to face. Even kind of matching at a nearby residency, um, it was something that we discussed extensively, like what our living situation would look like. And we kind of reverted back to the same approach for when we were dating and he ended up having to 
go to um, med school here in the Inland Empire, and then I'm stuck in San Diego, and that's just to try to make it work and stay together. Yeah. And you guys are moving to L.A. County? or we just moved. Or you just moved, Yeah, right? we moved during... Wait, right after the GI exam is, like, move, moving day. Wow. Yeah. Wait, that's crazy. So part of this panel, you're going to be in L.A., Justin, but... Pat's also going to be in L.A. Yeah, oh, I'm, right. so I'm going to Marshall USC for my MBA program. Oh, nice. Um, fight on. <laughs> but um, we're not moving. Uh, I'm making the sacrifice for Clarissa so that I'll be doing the drive instead. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> you just winked at me. <laughs> oh, I'll be doing a little swap here. Pat and Justin, you guys can live together. <laughs> Donna and I can live together closer to campus. It'll it'll work out. It's funny because Mishka lives in LA currently, so we're so kind y'all of... move in with me. <laughs> Everyone else move in with Clarissa. <laughs> Works out. Um. Anyway, so Donna, you were talking about you know you guys talked a lot about what the different outcomes of Match Day were going to look like. Um, but I think just going into it, there's really nothing to expect. A lot of like thoughts running through your mind. How was match day for you specifically? Uh, for me, it was, um, (laughs) trying my best to be as supportive as I can, but at the same time, still being super, super nervous. Um, I guess at the end of the day, um, you just have to be okay with, Regardless of what happened, you'll just kind of make it work because um, there there's no guarantee. So um, it was really, really <laughs> nerve wracking. I remember um, <laughs> um, when he opened his his email, I was I think I was more w- worried about. The, so the way match work is Monday, you find out whether you match or you soap. And then that following Friday, you find out where. I was actually a lot more nervous for Friday. <laughs> like, Monday, I was like, oh, I, I have a feeling he matched. Like, I, I have no doubts. And then Friday was really nerve-wracking. I kind of jumped and cried at the same time Friday. <laughs> so I was like, yay! But I'm like, no, we're moving. <laughs> but it's okay. We're, we're going to make it work. Um, you're each other's biggest cheerleader. So regardless of what happened, you just got to be there, keep cheering, and just makes making it work yeah yeah i'll just add that uh, uh that match week it's so stressful because you don't find out where you're going until the end and of course it was a big relief when we found out the good news for us uh but that entire week i'll just add that was actually done a spring break oh yeah that's right so at a time when it'd be nice for her to decompress <laughs> maybe go on a trip somewhere or something that we're going through the match match process yeah <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Just wondering, Pat, Mishka, are you guys nervous for the match? 100%. <laughs> uh, but I have no doubt Clarissa will match into whatever program she wants to. So I hope so for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like med school acceptances all over again. Because like, maybe two months before school started, he was for sure going to Mississippi. So we were preparing for long distance. And then, like, a month before, you got into Oregon. So it was like, hey, he's closer. <laughs> but still, like, another state. And then soon after, you got in here, which is super close to both of us. But, yeah, it's so much anxiety, I feel like. And then our lives are going to change because of it. Luckily, I work remote. So we were like, okay, if you're in Mississippi, at least I can, like, visit for a month, work from there. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to say what it's going to feel like. I feel like it's going to be the med application process on steroids we'll see also because that's like the rest of our lives pretty much yeah just wanted to highlight that because you know match you're always thinking about the medical student but you know here i want to highlight the unsung hero the partner who is also going through the match too um so moving on to our next question um this is kind of a question for justin again so what are some specific things you would say um like applicants should be mindful when preparing for residency um, for like the relationship and the couple as you move through that process. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, in in my case, uh, what made it a little bit easier is Donna being a med student herself. She she knows the process pretty well. Um, so if your partner is not so familiar, I think a big part of it is is making them an equal part of the process. Um, make sure they are avail- are able to help you actually pick out your rank list, for example, or even the places you're going to apply. 
um, have them or ask them if they could help you uh, maybe prep for interviews and just keep them as involved as as they would like to be. So because it, like you said, it's really both people are matching, the couple are matching. It's not just the med student matching. So the the spouse or the the partner should be a big part of it. If I say, if I may say one thing, I think my favorite part about this whole match thing is all the um, interviews are virtual, and I got to design his his interview. Because <laughs> 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 it gave me like freedom to walk through Target and buy a bunch of stuff we don't need. <laughs> I got so many compliments on my Zoom background. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if I would trust Pat to do the same thing. <laughs> a LeBron poster in the back. <laughs> yeah, a LeBron a, like, poster. Like Kobe big head thing on the wall. Okay, so moving on to our next question. So me and Clarissa, we're M1s, and I guess that kind of makes... Pat and Mishka M1s as well. So we're still early on in our medical education, uh, which means we have a long, long way to go, right? So um, this also means that Mishka and Pat also have a really, really long way to go. So um, Donna, do you have advice for Mishka and Pat as they progress through medical education from the perspective of a partner? Um, I guess, um, I, I think I've, I've mentioned this before. Um, you're going to be their biggest fan, so um, try your best to support them as much as possible. And also, um, going with, I think, what Pat said earlier, um, never put your dreams on hold. So it doesn't mean that if your partner is going through medical school that you're just kind of like there to support them. You also have your own life, and um, it's never too late to pursue whatever you want to pursue, but... It's also all about just balance. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it's easy to get lost in the sauce, like just being their number one fan. But what I like about Paul is that I feel like he cheers me on more than I cheer him on sometimes. <laughs> like he always tells me how he's super proud of me whenever I tell him about things at work or like promotions and stuff. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Pat, do you want to thank me at all for anything? Yeah, Pat, can we get some positivity over there? For, for so yeah, here's a pro. The first one of the, of the podcast. But, no, I mean, it's a similar story, right? I mean, uh, like, like I said, and Donna mentioned that uh, there's going to be sacrifices that you have to make uh, because your partner's in medical school. And Clarissa does that for me as well. Um, so I think first, we should have the understanding of how difficult and how stringent uh, medical school is. But at the same time, um, the people in medical school also are making sacrifices for us, uh, mm -hmm. and we really appreciate it. Yeah, so every Friday night when we hang out and I'm not doing Anki, I, I'm making that sacrifice for you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. Remember that, Pat. <laughs> um, so this is just a question for everyone in general now, the last one. Um, what advice do you have for couples as they prepare for medical school together? I think just be open-minded, be very understanding. There's definitely going to be, um, I don't, I don't know, a learning curve or you know some growing pains, um, especially at the start with the you know huge adjustment it is uh, for your partner to be in medical school. Uh, but you just have to remember that you know you guys are one unit. Sure, you're two people, but you're one unit. And you have to operate in that in that way so that you guys go get to that final goal, whether it's you know after you finish medical school, after residency, when you're a physician. Um, and I, I keep thinking about that. I can't wait until um, we get to that stage in life where you know Clarissa is done with school, with residency. I'm done with my school. I, I'm in you know mid, the middle of my career, and we're able to start a family. And I, I can't wait for that point in life. Don't cry. I know, the tears are coming out. Um, come back to me. I need to think of some advice. That was very well said, Pat. I, I, I totally agree. Um, anything to add, Justin? Um, I would just say uh, just kind of keep things in perspective. Um, while med school is difficult, it, it's temporary. It ends in four short years. I, I Trust me, they are short years. It might not feel like that when you're in med school right now, but 
they they will in the end be four short years. And at the same time, while med school is difficult, there are a lot of other difficult things that people are doing out in this world that are much more difficult than med school. So when when we find ourselves, oh man, we were so busy, we haven't been able to, we couldn't go on vacation, we couldn't go see family for Thanksgiving this year or something, just kind of remind ourselves, you know what, there are some other people that have it much harder than this. Med school is only temporary, it's going to get better. Um, let's just uh, stay positive and get through it. I kind of want to build on that because this is kind of advice for the person that is going into medical school. You know, remember that it is temporary and you don't need to be studying 24-7. You know, you have time to make for your partners. And that's really important, especially considering like the long-term implications and making the relationship work. And that's something that me and Mishka were able to do together. Yeah. And for me, I think the biggest thing is setting expectations. Um, I think in the beginning, it was hard for both of us. I feel like the med student journey starts with just applying, and that's like maybe a year before they even start school, something like that. Um, But in the beginning, it was hard for both of us because I didn't know what that journey was going to look like. He wasn't really aware of the impacts of that it would have in our relationship. So I think just doing your research, um, doing things like this, listening to other people's stories from the perspective of those that went through it, is super helpful just so we can kind of set expectations for what the future is going to look like and if it's going to be worth it for both of us um yeah is it worth it for you still deciding (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i also just wanted to add um like when you're going through like a a tough spot in the relationship you know because of medical school or, or because of anything else like life is crazy for for all sorts of people um just to like not not compare your that like rough patch that you're in to like other couples that you see and how like seemingly amazing and perfect that they are um everyone goes through you know tough spells and you'll you'll get through it and pat and i have always gotten through tough spells and we will continue to get through tough spells and i just always remember um how much i love him and how thankful i am to have him in my life we also can't break up because my two younger sisters love him, and he would literally <laughs> shatter their hearts if we were to ever separate because of med school. So, yeah, Michaela, who's uh, her ten-year-old sister, said that she'll still be friends with me if we broke up. So. <laughs> yeah, she's big That's like my little sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you for being there for me, Boba. I love you. I love you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, there are definitely going to be some tough times, and I think um, with that, you just kind of have to remember, like, at the end of it, it's between the two of you guys, and you just got to, like, support each other and um, be forgiving, because sometimes things happen that are beyond your control that's, you know, not necessarily the other person's fault, so yeah, you just got to talk through it and be there for each other thank you so yeah this kind of wraps up the episode shout out to all the partners out there of anyone in medicine thank you for reading all those secondaries personal statements all the physical exams you guys have offered you know your sacrifices don't go unnoticed and that wraps it up thank you for tuning in thank you for having us Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any comments, questions, or episode suggestions, please email us at oumpodcast at cusm.org. That's oumpodcast at cusm.org. Thanks.